another extra episode of Orenda Talks. For the next 10 weeks, I will make each week an extra episode with the recaps of the first season of Star Trek New Worlds. Spoiler alert! If you don't want to know what is in the episode or about Strange New World, please listen to this episode after you have watched the episode. I will post this episode on Wednesday just before the next episode will appear on the streaming services. This to avoid spoilers. While on a survey mission, the USS Enterprise discovered a comet in going to strike an inhabited planet. While trying to unlock the comet's secrets, Pike and number one deal with a group of zealots who wants to prevent any interference also known as the shepherds today i will talk about this episode with my good friend and trekkie mark he's also a regular on my orinda talks podcast so welcome mark and thank you for joining me hello i'm very happy to be here again good how are you i'm fine everything going going okay and we are very happy because we have ended star trek picard second season and in the same time they do, they doesn't want doesn't want us to be missing any any Star Trek episode we got a very very impressive starting of a new series I must say I really like this series still now what we just have seen it's bring me re- really back to the TOS series yes it's a, a back to TOS with uh, uh, much more perfume <laughs> so so it's very impressive the, the care they have to all this series and think uh, uh, this series was born from Discovery I think I so too Discovery. in a way yeah I love Discovery I, I'm very glad they, they are, there are more and more possibilities to do something like that so we start the uh, episode beginning with Uhura's log, and that is unusual because normally we always start with Captain's log. Yes, uh, it's a very nice uh, feature of Star Trek to make uh, uh, individual presentations of the new characters, and Uhura is everything but new, so uh, we need to get used to her fast. She has uh, much more talents that we can see at the first time. And uh, for a first episode when, when, where she, she shines, it was a very, very nice introduction. Okay. So that's, that's what I, I, I like, the, the, the log starting by Uhura. We, I hope we can hear much more from her. How do you... Do you compare her with the old Ahura? Or do you think this they did a good job with presenting her as this young Ahura? I think I think they did a very good job because we never knew anything about her parents or her creations or how how she came to Starfleet. And we have a, a cadet Uhura now, so it's very enlightening. And, and they, as I said, they are making a very good job uh, in Star Trek, Star Trek archaeology, if I can say. 
Yeah, I agree to that. Um, what do you think about the new intro? It's wonderful. Wonderful. The the music is in in a side inspired of the original series, and and at the same time we don't need we don't have that whoosh whoosh yeah, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. original series. But the there is a whoosh, but you can you can hear that you can see from a distance you can see uh, the the Enterprise crossing places that where she was never before. So this, this is much more complete uh, uh, Star Trek introduction. Uh, I, I believe it was dreamed to be like that since the 60s, but it will be very, very, very expensive to do. Mm. Is it me or did they upgrade the Enterprise as in the bridge and uh, the exterior of the Enterprise itself? Because we know, of course, they did a refit in... Uh, discovery but yes. i have the feeling that they upgraded this one for strange new world i i don't think it's an upgrade i i think it i think it's uh, um an update mm. okay they they designed it in a way that that we can we can understand her better with our eyes our 21st century eyes so we, we look at that and we see not a, a very big plastic model, but a, a full metal, uh, three, 236 meters long. So we, we, we can see the Enterprise more, how can I say, more material mm. to our eyes. So yeah. it's, it's not a, a refit. It's not a, uh, an upgrade. It's, it's an update. Yeah. That's what I have a little bit meaning of it, but okay. Um, I do like the bridge. I really love the bridge. I love the bridge. Well, uh, I am used in Second Life to visit many bridges of many, many, many starships. And uh, we all get so used to go mm. in the starship and, and, and to be in a bridge that just the fact to you for you to be in a bridge, it's... it's uh, it's party, party time. It's happiness. You are on the bridge. It, it, it the most important place in the ship. So uh, they they made updates in that bridge. She works. She have glorious panels, but the positions are very same. In in this episode, we see even a, a trick that the directors uh, uh, use it to warn us that Spock was not there. In a, in a very brief second, they use it that. They simply, they simply look at for the empty share of Spock. So he was not there. It was already making the captain's plan to, uh, uh, to deal with the comet. So uh, uh, that bridge speaks for yourself, for herself. It's impressive. Talking about that comet, that comet was very special. Yes, it's special. It's old. It's a, it's a very good mystery for we deal with that. Not even not not only for uh, the kick time or or Picard's time, but for uh, discovery time. Mm. 
that thing is eternal. It makes it, it may be working in, until the time for discovery. We may see it again. So there was one thing I really enjoy watching, and that was that they had dinner at the captain's table. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Um, tell me what you think about that scene. Do you know? Do you know who else did that? Archer. Yes, Captain Archer used it to do that to be connected to the crew. Yeah. Unfortunately, his 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 personal mess hall was a very cubicular place and uh and i need to say uh kirk had uh his quarters i believe very very smaller than than, than pikes <laughs> this was a very big update for this he has a, an apartment bigger than mine in that ship <laughs> so he can he can do even a party with, with almost the whole bridge yeah, crew there time- the first time I saw it, I thought it was really the mess hall, but that no. whole that whole room it was really like a captain's standard yard. Who? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Picard had uh, in Enterprise D, uh, and his own his own quarters. He he had big bigger rooms like like the Enterprise there. I hope I hope the the, the geometrical problems were were solved. For, for everyone who likes to go inside the details. But uh, one, one thing very, very nice on this series is that they are wanting to uh, make more and more places of the Enterprise we never saw before. Yeah. Uh, what I really enjoyed, and I think that is one point that uh, a lot of people like to serve on the pike, is that he is so laid-backed. And you could see that uh, the first thing we uh, you saw that everyone was at the table, that he was telling a funny story about himself. And um, I must say, we if you see in other star trek series it's not really common that and it's that the also the crew is that laid back in using informal languages like if you're on the bridge and you could see that uh, at times that uh, i don't want to say that uh, of course they are equal but they you have ranks but it is not like in um tng for example you say only yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am and yeah. i think a lot of people liked served on the pike because he was like that yes pike pike was the the the, the kind of uh, good friend uh, commanding officer you you can hear him you can surely obey him but you can have fun with that too. you know it's yeah. it's it's good to serve a man like that you know, yeah. he have he have the motives. He have he have his orders. He have uh, his mission, and he always always find a fun a funny way to do that. You know that keeps the crew very motivated yeah. to help him. So it, yeah. it's it's a very it's a very nice uh, feature in leadership. We 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 hear a lot about that in uh, leadership courses. Yeah. 
So we see also uh, Lieutenant Ahura coming uh, at that dinner party in the dress uniform. What do you think about yeah. the dress uniform? I think that cadets are made to be blanket. <laughs> if you come there in place, you are new, you are a new one. You will be pranked all the time. Yeah, that's what I take it out. Did so. Um, although I must say, all the whole bridge crew that we know uh, for Strange New World, they all have something unique at the time. They, I mean, personal, and and I think that's what makes this crew also very bounded but also very uh good in teamwork yes so you see if you have an amazing captain you have an amazing crew it's it's obligatory he he um he personally shoes the crew that goes there and uh, even so the um evaluation methods are very very scrutinizing to find someone to go there, and that's why how how you Uhura got there. So, uh, if you want to go to the best ship in the galaxy, you need to be the best on land too. So that happens. That happens. If you if you need uh, to work excellent, you need to to only ask for excellency. So. They are at that dinner party, and uh, Hora wanted to help the new chief engineer, who was yeah. an Andorian who was blind. Um, he was not Andorian. Oh, I thought he was, but okay. He was born. He was born in Andoria, but he is an Inar. Mm. We met the Inar in this enterprise, in that. Uh, um, cloaking, cloaking ship made by Andorians episode mm. in the fourth fourth season, and we met them, and we met not only uh, a character but the whole race. Uh, Archer and and Shram got in their cities. They are very, a very unique race, uh, mm -hmm. thousands of, of of the Andorians, and they have a lot to teach us. And we are, we are happy to to this time we have one to su to see in first in first person. I, I believe we'll have lots of fun with him in the next episode. I think so too. And it was very nice to see that also Spock was socializing. But Ahura, um, yes. and that's what I think uh, that that made that scene also uh, interesting. She talked um, and Dorian back to. The chief engineer, yeah, and, and Vulcan to to Spock too. So, um, when the question, of course, came, okay, uh, I hear you have you speak twelve languages, and she uh, told uh, Pike, well, I actually speaks thirty-seven languages. Yeah, yeah. Use. The whole room went quiet, and she told them, "Well, yeah, I'm from Kenya, and I speak all the dialects, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. So mm -hmm. um, I think she made a, a very good impression uh, yes. in what her abilities is. Um, 
it was nice to see that Spock was socializing because, and he was actually making, well, I don't want to say jokes, but he was losing up. And I always have to remind people, guys, Ethan Peck is playing a much younger Spock than Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can see that by the laugh he made in the end of that of the, of the episode, just to complete the joke. That's the Spock we, uh, uh, the younger Spock that we don't know because the, the, in TOS and in the movies, uh, we see a Spock trying to be more logical, more adult. And at the end of all this, in, 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 um, after he died, after he uh, confronted the Vijer, etc., etc., he in 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 the J.J. Abrams movie he ended like this: uh, "To hell with logic, be yourself." And he said, "Good luck." <laughs> yeah, so, and so you see. So you see the, the, the character of Spock go, goes growing, 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 and, and pass for middle, middle Vulcan, middle human, and goes to the best of the, the sum of both parts. Yeah. Like, like a nice soul. Yeah. And I think that's why people love him this much, because... In one way, you can identify him yourself with him, and because, and that's what I love to see in Strange New World, and also in this episode, you see yeah. him, uh, his human side, mm-hmm. and you see him. Like I said, he is—he's even joking, and that's what I love about in TOS and the J.J. Abrams movies. You see. Mm-hmm the uh, connection between uh, Bones and himself. It's like a very crazy friendship, but you can say everything to each other. It's nice. We don't see a connection from, from Spock to Dr. Mbenga, but we see always a nurse chapel trying to connect with him. And those, those uh, human uh, emotional human uh, uh, and Vulcan talks uh, now happens between Chapel and Spock. Even so, even so, Chapel doesn't doesn't deal much with uh, uh, with Pike. Mm. So you know they they expanded the possibilities of dialogue between these characters. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, we have to wait what the writers have in uh, store for us with that. Because some are saying, okay, he's already going to Aurora. But I have saying, and I have, mm. and I have seen, said this before, there is some flirtation between him and Nurse Chapel. Yeah, but it's mostly insistence of Chapel in herself. Mm. If, you are, if you are a Vulcan, you are um, uh, naturally um, introverted. In this case, not to mention he is practically he was asked married in the last episode. So uh, so far he is taking it seriously, and uh, we know what will happen. She she warned him, "I will not chase the galaxy 
just to be just to be married. So it was it was uh, honest and logical. Mm. <laughs> so so we don't need to worry about 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 emotional life with Spock. He had uh, even a son in the past, 5,000 years ago. So let's not be worried about with Spock about his heart for now. I'm, I, if I need to be worried, it's about the future. Because we know Samuel Kirk is there. And we have the brother of, of, of Jim Kirk there. And Jim Kirk is coming. And, and he will appear in this series. I don't know how they will told these things and, and how he, how this will happen but i'm i'm really worried about uh, we can we can see updates in uhura we can see updates in, in spock we can see updates in pike yes uh we don't have sulu or scotty or anything else but we will have kirk and how the, how many updates they will do in kirk we don't know i, I am very I'm very worried about that Okay. Um, so they landed up uh, having an away party on the comet. And mm -hmm. uh, so uh, there has been a shield around the comet so they couldn't beam out. And it was Uhura's uh, job to find a way to communicate with that egg thingy in the cave. Um, what do you think how they did that in a way that she has to use music to communicate with the comet in that well, way? It was interesting. Uh, when my wife saw that, that, that scene, she remembered me five notes that were impressive in communication. That notes were... Dun, 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 dun. Do you remember that? So mm. it's not a new... It's not a new idea of communication. We have, we have aliens that only communicate by music. We understand like music, but they, they can do many more things about that. You know, so these this new aliens in the comet, they, don't, they, they cannot only say a message, they can say an image just by using musical tones. So music is a, is a very, very useful thing to do. To, to use as, as communication. The first, the first time I learned about music, uh, my teacher said, if you, if you are uh, hearing a music, you are in fact hearing a message. Not, not, and that message don't need to be in words, mm -hmm. but the, 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 the melody itself can, can transmit to you emotions. Yeah. This is... This happens in our human level, but if you go uh, if you go deep inside this, you can see uh, the possibilities. Just in what they they the comet the comet uh, the comet builder, builders can do. Yeah, and I think uh, it's very nice that they shown how Ohora her singing voice and that she always has mm -hmm. to sing and and that it was because she already hum was humming that uh african song in again uh, when they had the uh captain's table that's mm -hmm. how they recognized that later on when uh, that shield was still up and but they yes. still got that and, and and i think that was a beautiful uh moment also yeah. uh 
the actress has a beautiful singing voice. And yes. I really think if she's going to sing African, then you will say, oh, that is traditional African, what she sings and how she sings. But I really loved it. I, I, I love it that too. And I, and I uh, love it, the, the people who is making this series. If you want a, a, a person that will be Uhura, she mostly need to sing and sing good because Nichelle Nichols was a very good singer. Yeah. Yeah. So they even that is is another um, 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 Easter egg for us trekkers who understand Star Trek. So you yeah, see. and uh, there was a little interview that I saw with uh, Ethan Pack, and he was especially talking about this um, this scene, and he said, and I was very uh, surprised by that because I was thinking if. Um, because he has that traditional background of acting and on stage, etc. He would be have some singing lessons, etc. But he told that the only musical thing he has is uh, because he played cello. I didn't know that, by the way. But it's it's very nice to know that that he is that musical gifted. Okay, that's a talent, but uh, cello was an instrument explored in discovery. It's not, it's not a way to mix them in, in this series now. And Spock also have the Vulcan, the Vulcan lyre eh, yeah. to play yet. And uh, you see Spock singing in, in that, that, uh, that episode where they were... Uh, enslaved by, by those people that controlled people and that in that same episode Spock sang and Kirk kissed Uhura yeah so uh, we have Spock have some work some homework <laughs> to do <laughs> who knows who knows we're seeing it in one of the next episodes that is playing the Lyra. who knows let's see if some, if some improve something you can improve something, oh yeah. Um, there was also a moment in uh, at the captain's table is that um, uh, they were laughing about Pike's yes. um, adventures story. as um, uh, a security officer. Yeah, and um, didn't understand why. They were laughing, so they explained yeah. him, and um, I think that there's something also like uh, something uh, typical Spock, in a way. Yeah. And um, but there were moments that he is like uh, because when they were on that uh, comet, and mm-hmm. something stupid like too that Samuel. Kirk, what does a Kirk do? Well, he's best at it. Yeah. So without even looking or whatever, okay, I touch it, and then he got that uh-huh. energy boost. Dumbass. <laughs> well, yeah, I totally agree with you, and that is how Samuel Kirk was killed. You know. <laughs> 
Okay, I he didn't allowed? know that he was he... killed in this episode already, but... No, he was not killed in this episode. Uh, that that were an episode when alien uh, symbionts controlled the whole planet, uh, a whole planet uh, population. And when Kirk came there, uh, Samuel was already dead, and his family too. Mm. Ah, his wife, his wife was still alive. He kicked off with her. And that episode, uh, Spock got got, uh, got one of the aliens in his back, and to to kill the alien, uh, McCoy discovered that light would would save him, and that made him blind. Do you remember that? I have to rewatch that episode. I, I will. I will recommend it for you later, but no problem. And if you remember that, you will see that uh, Spock was blind, and McCoy also discovered that his eyes could protect themselves to not be blind. Mm. So uh, it was that episode that where, where we knew that two things very important. First, Kirk has a, a brother called Samuel, and that Samuel uh, we saw in that episode was that was this William Shatner laying down with a moustache. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, yeah. If, if the rule proceeds, this same actor that we saw uh, falling from a lightning is, is the one who may, will make uh, James T. Kirk. I, I'm mm. not sure about that. I need to confirm that. But the possibility is very big if they follow the historical rules. They encountered the shepherd? What do you yes. think about the shepherds? The shepherds are a very interesting religion. Eh? So you see, a religion is a word that means reconnection. So uh, in this, in this, in this uh, continuum of religions in, in Earth, we see that people are not connected with our Creator. Because some something some something happens that uh, took us apart from his from our Creator, so we are here trying to reconnect with Him. That's our religion, and their shepherds' religion uh, makes them to connect to someone who built those comets. So they treat that not only a scientific thing but an, a, a, like a religious thing. And they, they see that happens. They see that works like they saw in the end. So, so they see that the comets have some, some wise things, wise program, programming and a very nice purpose. So they are following that long time, long, longer than us. And they, with their uh, blind faith, they even so have much to teach us. Yeah. I do remind them they're apparently like uh, a combination between um, Elachis and um, there was another one, can't remember the name now. But it, they, they're looking very, and that's the nice thing. I think I saw that on the ready room. With Will Wheaton. Talking mm -hmm. about them, Will Wheaton. He 
tricked everyone <laughs> in Picard, for God's sake. I, why did he appear on the screen? I was thinking, what? And he would come back. You mean in Picard? Yeah. yeah. The appearance, the appearance in Picard. Yes, he's good on that. He had a, a very interesting career. He yeah. was always connected to Star Trek because he made many, many enemies uh, around. But within Star Trek, he had his family. Uh, mm. The all, the all, all the other actors. He, he kept, he kept connected in there to the, uh, to the business show business especially in star trek the first uh, uh the first um ready rooms were, were were hosted by another another person yeah yeah he was funny but not so funny and, and now we have we written he made some some uh, um, autonomous programs about games etc etc and he made even a a humorist show about show business and none of them got but when he came to star trek he was the right piece in the right board of the game yeah. so so he he his he was growing up inside there and speaking about star trek if you are if you are speaking about star trek if you are working with wesley Crusher in person and same Wesley Kirscher, uh, Destiny was a mystery and we've still been a mystery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can fit in, in in Discovery, you can fit in in, in Picard, you can fit in... Uh, I hope if, if, if he was in uh, the year 2024, he can be in... in we have can... to reconnect again because he... it's 40 minutes now. So we were talking about uh, what's the question? Yes, uh, as we see, he is out of time. He can he can move in, in time to 20, 2024 year, and and he can go to discovery. He can go to, to back to next generation. I believe he can even go say hello to Pike. I heard that he, they thought about it where in what Star Trek series he uh, has to come back as mm -hmm. a traveler. So that yes. was very funny. Then they, there was that uh, conversation with Pike and, okay, uh, you need to have faith because mm -hmm. uh, the comet will change uh, his part because, and uh, the people on the planet will survive you it come it will bring life and um that was the moment that pike challenged uh ortega and said well you were bragging all over it that you are the best pilot of the academy now this is your chance um show it to me and get us in front on the comet and when she did her own maneuver and i was thinking how the heck can you fly like that with a big ship as enterprise yeah you need to know the ship you need to know the maneuverability and you need to be and, and you want to know you don't want to die doing that 
Because, and they're wearing uh, an asteroid uh, belt. Yes, an asteroid belt is a very, very bigger danger uh, a starship can can face. In in here we have places and and, and clouds, uh, cumulus bravius, it's called, that an airplane can't go inside. If you go inside, your airplane will be very, very, very damaged if it's still able to fly to escape from there. Uh, so we have bad places to fly, like uh, an asteroid field like that. And, and if every comet generates his own asteroid field in, in his pathway, especially when it's uh, closer to a sun, like, like happened that, that's because it has a big tail. That tail is not only smoke. That tail is not only... Uh, uh, a special effect that tail is very solid inside in you. <laughs> you will suffer if you bring your ship inside. And so we have uh, details of comets you can only see if you go, if you go, uh, danger is closed. Well, I really, uh, and then of course, Pike, Pike closed everything up so the Enterprise would like be that in the water only life support was mm -hmm. on and yes. he was begging the shepherd to help them etc 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 yes yes and then he gave spock the sign okay spock it's your uh, you're up uh do yeah. your thing what was really what i always thought um and i don't know why but i always thought uhura of uhura una was the pilot as well, instead mm. of, or am I switching now some, with someone? Well, uh, Spock was a very nice pilot, but it's, uh, he, 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 he had something that Yuna didn't have. He has knowledge. He has science. He could calculate how many uh, eyes he could overheat to expand and deliberate the, the, the weight of the comet in the, in the form that could change its course that was the idea spock knew that better and yuna was a good pilot but he she wouldn't could do the same thing that both things together mm. you know it's not only hit the comet but where to hit and how what effect you want to want to obtain with that hit mm. you can't even touch the comet so he captain promised we will not touch the comet and he didn't touch. And the, what amazes me is that the comet knew that would happen, how would it would happen to bring life, more life to that planet. That, that comet is a very interesting uh, machine, and, and yeah. a, a very interesting mission. And we saw that after, uh, in the end of the uh, episode, that... Mm. Ohura figured out how the comet uh, yeah. was alive and reacted, etc. And then yeah. she could calculate the same rock that was uh, of the comet was the same rock that they um, that broke off the comet to the planet. So yes. the comet has um, he could see future 
how things goes. And that is very interesting because uh, you could see that the comet is really a life thing that is life. And do you remember? Do you remember the episode "The Chase in Next Generation"? Yeah. They found uh, uh, spiral hints of DNA in, the, in many planets, and they found a very, 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 very ancient uh, species that took that that told we we made the seeds of this for you to discover. We are happy that you discover. I believe. The, those comets were made for this by the same race. Mm. Both had a very nice preoccupation about the future of the developing of of all the planets around, mostly about life. So they have this in common. So that that kind of of uh, um, intelligence is precious. I love that. Yeah, me too. So, after that, um, and that was the most beautiful thing, uh, too. When Uhura sang to uh, that egg in the cave, uh, mm-hmm. she was be able to tell the egg, okay, we're not, we're not doing any harm, we're just mm-hmm. explorers. And that mm-hmm. was the moment that the egg... Uh, fall open and yes. the shield of the comet was gone so now they could mm-hmm. trans uh, beam up the away team and um i think that was a very nice piece that they did because it's all it's you could see it's all together and they rounded up what uh, that they could get off the comet and but it's yes. i think it was it, it was a very nice lesson to yes uh, all of this it, and and that's remind me a lot of TOS that this was a episode with a, a message yes star trek is that that kind of message we don't have uh, we are not eager for pew pew or, or or fights and fights and fights and who dies and who doesn't die. We are we are after science. We are out after knowledge, and we are after uh, human beings becoming better and better. That's that's the real trick about Star Trek. I'm very happy we have this um, approach again by this by this series. Talking about uh, people behind the scenes of Strange New World, and my mm. uh, my partner mentioned that a lot of humor in this series has the mm. humor of uh, Seth Farland. I don't know if he is McFarland, if if he is mm. one of the writers, or I I didn't check it. I haven't had the time for I, it, but... I didn't check too, but uh, since McFarlane is doing something that uh, competes with Star Trek now, despite 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 Orville is a, a, a very wonderful love letter to Star Trek, 
And in Brazil, we, we have a saying, if you don't make a goal, the other team will do. <laughs> so that happens. And Star Trek was, was, was stopped for too long. And things like uh, uh, Star Trek New Voyages and Star Trek Continues needed to happen. And then Orville happened all because Star Trek was, was too, yeah. uh, to stop it. That's why, and that's uh, Paramount and, and CBS noted that, and, and they now are doing the right thing about Star Trek. So they found a new way to, to, uh, uh, to get, spend good money on it. They get uh, cheaper uh, uh, special effects. They reduce the, the seasons to 10 to 13 episodes to make it less money on this. So everyone learned something to do a better Star Trek, and we are in a very, very happy season where it's happening. We have Star Trek every week, a new episode every week for a new series or an old series with new temper, new new uh, new season to 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 share and to and to be here talking about this. So <laughs> so I, I am a very a very happy tracker to be in this time. A little different note. Um, and when that happened in the episode of Picard, I was mm. right away thinking of you. Um, there was that scene with Rafi and Seven on the bus, with the punk mm. on the bus. It's yeah. the same actor who played the punk on the bus on the same one. Yeah. So what was your reaction on that? I left. <laughs> I left. That guy was another one who was in the right place in the right scene. And he was updated too. <laughs> you can see he uh, when 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 Seven Night asking him to, to play lower, he said, Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. I like that. I like the song. I I just wanted to to hear my song, and he did what she, she said. But it was the same '90s cataplast. <laughs> yes, yes. The lesson was learned, and he did what uh, as he, he was he was told to do. That it was evolution. I don't see many evolution in this in the guy that uh, doesn't know what an iPod can do, playing music. And, and still using that that big thing, he did it evolve a lot. But the only lesson he, that evolved was the lesson what Spock gave him. It was interesting. It, it was interesting. That guy is a very interesting interesting guy because he not only an actor. He he. Do you know what he did in the series? He made. The computer that Spock used to this test in that in that same in that same movie, oh, Star Trek okay. Four. You said holographic computers. Spock was solving problems there in his test. He made that computer. He made that, and then he uh, was the, the script was asking for for someone who was uh, uh, punk and and listening to a music punk that that was calling that was heavy metal and, and telling about hating there was no music no singer available he made he wrote the music 
He sang the music. He recorded the music. He played the music in, the, in that. <laughs> so this, this is a very complete guy to be, to yeah. be in, in a production. And that guy was back in Picard scene doing the same thing. <laughs> It was That's amazing. awesome. Well, what, what can I add? Uh, uh, the solution for the comet was very impressive. Uh, the contact with Uhura uh, gained the, the trust from the Comet uh, programming. And not only uh, the shields was down and, and the, the away team was able to come back to the ship, but Spock was also uh, granted to scratch the Comet to give some, some of its uh, ice to become water, extra water for the, for the, for the planet. So it was a very, very intelligent episode, and I hope that on the, the next ones will be as interesting as this was. I believe the third, the third episode will be about a disease that's affecting the whole crew. So mm. we will see uh, more about uh, medics and, and people reacting uh, among, inside the crew. So it will be very interesting. We, I can't wait. Yeah, I will see how the doctor and the Nurse Chapel handle that. I must say, mm -hmm. Nurse Chapel is a firecracker. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And and she's not there for play. She's <laughs> she's there to get to to have fun and to do her job. She takes it very seriously. We never heard that she was good in in, in changing genetics. <laughs> she's more a doctor. Then, yeah, the Dr. Mbenga. I didn't know also that she was, uh, and firstly, that she was uh, a uh, civilian nurse instead of yeah. right away on Starfleet because I follow it. Okay, she's wearing blue, so she's right away at Starfleet uh, what, Medical. What can I see? Uh, Starfleet Medical, you have, uh, you have uh, commander ranking, you can, you can have. You can do anything Starfleet can do as an officer. But they are, after all, doctors. They are only deal with the same job that no one can do. So if you have a, 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 if you have a rank in there, it's only formality. Mm -hmm. And, and they, their, their job will, will, see, will say for its own. And I hope Dr. Mbenga and... and Nurse Chapel to be very happy in their careers. Yeah. Um. Well, Mark, thank you very much for joining me. It was nice talking with you again. Like always about As always, Star Trek. Thank you. Have fun tomorrow because tomorrow the next episode will airing. So, I must say I really really liked this episode and. You know, it brings you really back to the old, old TOS Star Trek. And, well, we're beginning with Uhura's log. Normally, it's always the captain's log. And so it's very different to start with her log. And I must say, it's, it's very different. But I do like it because this episode is like a, a horror episode. And I really enjoyed 
what they did of telling her uh, about her background of Kenya and her singing. She's a really, really good singer. So, yeah, it's really nice to see that. And, you know, I really, really, and I don't know what people think of this, but I really don't like La'an. She is so serious, so, how to say that? It's, she's more like negative all the time. And I really don't like that about her. Then we are coming with the intro team, of course. I love what they did with it. As an homage to the TOS team, but also as in... Yeah, I just like it. I know people... There are people that don't like it, but... Why wouldn't you like it? It, it is good. And also, what we just have seen of Strange New Worlds, I like it. I even like it more than Picard, because... Picard and Discovery were just so fast and paced and fast episode and with the time travel shenanigans. I really don't like that. It's just... I can't keep up with it. And... Well, I just really have like what they have done with this intro team. And it, it reminds me a little bit, of course, of TOS, but also of Enterprise. Because it's, it's, it shows you the beginning. And this is more like before TOS and after Enterprise. Because Enterprise was the first in timeline with space traveling. They are coming together for an ancient comet and later on they discovered that it is a special comet and with his own shield etc 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 and own language and that's why Ahura will go with the away team her first uh, away mission by the way and she's got under pressure because she need to find out how to communicate with the comet or like the big egg in the cave as they call it but it's very lovely to see how she discovered in the whole through the whole episode that what her abilities are and um, but also what her quality is and that she doesn't have to think of herself as alright, I'm nobody, I'm just an ancient and um, blah 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 and we see that when she's been invited to the captain's table and she went down 
in her dress uniform. And I must say, I really don't like these dress uniforms. Normally, I have a, a thing for it. I have a feeling for the uniforms. But the dress uniforms, no, I didn't like it. It doesn't make that sense of community and quality like what you expect from a Starfleet uniform. So, Ohura met Ortega and um, there was something about Ortega. I don't know. I would say Chapel has spunk, but she's got more like the attitude of I'm here, you can't get around me and although I am laid back, I can also be. And that is, you know, and that's weird. And I think a lot of people would surf on the pike because pike is the same. Pike is very laid back, very relaxed. But at the moment that he has to be the captain and be the man with the decisions, etc., he is there. And that's what I love about him. Poor Uhura has been catched by Ortega because she said, well, you need to go get in dress uniforms. And that was just a joke of her. And so when they came to the captain's cabin and Pike greeted them, you could, uh, he was almost laughing because he saw Ohura in a dress uniform and he was thinking, uh-uh, not on my table. And although there were some of, of course, in uniform, but not much. I, and that's what I really like it. It's, it's really, really, really laid back and relaxing and just got to know each other. And, you know, Pike is a captain who is like that. Of, yes, there is time of duty, there's time of work, but there's also time to relax and know each other. And that's what I really, really like about it. So I must say the, the captain's cabin, what they have, I don't know if it is uh, like um, the mess hall. I don't think so. But it was really, it remind me of a luxury yacht of the captain, you know, that that word and although I must say the word in the background of my Tupperware what was really funny in the way and I was thinking yeah you live in this period and you still have Tupperware? Ah uh, weird Uhura was trying to mingle and she was a little nervous etc etc and then there were that new chief engineer who was a Andorian who was blind. And she wanted to offer her help, etc, etc. And so there was that conversation of, yeah, don't have pity with me. I can do it uh, even if I don't see anything. And I have um, one of my other senses that is uh, more developed because of... The missing of my eyes. So Uhura offended him a little bit. 
no wonder um, Spock enjoys uh, in and we saw a very open Spock and although and my partner Simon mentioned this that in this episode and I forgot to check it he said that a lot of humor of this episode is also the same humor Seth MacFarlane um, uses so he thought that Seth MacFarlane would write this one but I didn't check it but okay so um when the whole shenanigan is over with uh, that she has well offended the chief engineer she talks in Andorian back to the chief and then she walked away and the chief engineer was saying who called Hammer by the way uh, he said well I like her and I always find, you know, that Spock never had a lot to say, but he did this time. And it was really nice to see that he was mingling and even have friends and just start conversations and have a social life. So they sat at the table and Pike tells a very funny story about himself when he was... I believe on the academy and because he was trying out to be uh, in technical and they all were saying well that is nothing for you there was a funny story about it and did you notice that Spock's eyebrows are very short now and very weird if I can say that Nem uh, Le Leonard Nimoy's eyebrows as Spock were very different so, um, they had to explain Spock why they were laughing because actually what Pike was telling them was uh, very bad and they laughed about it and Spock didn't know why, didn't, he didn't uh, understand why and so they all pitch into um, explain to him that once something is bad afterwards you can laugh about it and sometimes and this is the quote Pike had sometimes when something is going bad you just need to laugh so Aurora went up to get something to drink and she starts humming and Pike noticed this and so he came walking up to her and he started a conversation with her and so he said well uh, I saw that you speak 12 languages and she looked at him and he said well actually it's 37 and the whole room went quiet so that 
was the moment she started talking about herself, that she is from Kenya, but she is after the, her parents' death, she is becoming very restless and she didn't know where she needed to study. And because of her grandma, uh, who also was uh, at Starfleet, she just went into Starfleet with nowhere to go and nowhere to find what she wants. The only thing she knew is that she wanted to um, learn alien languages. So then Pike asked her where she sees her in about 10 years. And you saw this question was haunting him because he knows his own future, what's going to happen. And um, he's very scared about it. And he's very too much occupied because he knows his future. And well, after a few months after that, uh, the crew went away. Only Una helps Pike to uh, wash up, etc. What really is nice to see because although normally the captain is being served, you see that Pike is doing everything himself in a way. And that's really nice to see. Uhura and Spock were walking back to their quarters and Spock gave Uhura some kind of a pep talk. And Uhura thought that she had blew it. And Spock told her, no, you didn't. You were just very honest. And that is one thing the captain appreciates and like also do i i don't want to say it's something brewing between them already because i would say i do really think there is more between chapel and spock than between uhura and spock also in a way because I don't know, maybe uh, I really don't know their background of Spock and uh, Chapel. Because Nurse Chapel is as in a civilian on the ship right now. And I don't know if they have a friendship. I know they have a friendship later on. But I don't know if they have a friendship already before um she came on the ship so after the dishes uh uhura of uhura una and pike sat down with a glass of whiskey or wine or whatever it is and um uhura of uh, una is talking into Pike with the message. You have seen your future, but maybe it isn't that written already. Maybe you still can change it. And he tells her about the... He knows all the children's name from... The vision he saw that he will save, etc. 
then Spock notify them that there's something wrong with the comet and they need to come to the bridge now I must say and I don't know if this is true we already say a refit enterprise in discovery but I think they have upgraded here in strange new world so as well as the enterprise itself but also as in the um the bridge so there's also another thing what i really like is that the crew bridge crew is very laid back very relaxed and so you're not going to have a formal conversation and well i think that i really like that it's like i don't want to say everyone is equal but it's more like um everyone is equal only you have of course higher ranks of course but what i mean is that they uh it's not as much as yes sir no sir yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am you know so I think that is what I really like about it as well. And I don't know if you know this, but I noticed that, and I noticed that in TNG as well, by the way, um, some of the female wearing the dress and some of the female are wearing the uniform variant of the uniform. And I'm still asking myself why that is. Um, so the comment, there's something wrong with it. And they fired three shots of, I think they were all proton um, beams like gathering information. But as soon as they launch them, they have a shield coming up on the comet. So that was it's very nice. Oh, weird to see. Laan and Spock and Pike and Una went to the running room. And I must say, I do like this ready room. I really do like this ready room. And um, so they did discuss it, what it might be, and how they can um, do this. So, yeah, and I must say, I think Laan is very negative. I don't like her. I really don't like her. It's, it's weird how she also is in i must say maybe she you could um she is like a female commander malcolm reed from enterprise you know negative strongly uh, everything has to be in uh, uh protector etc etc but did you notice that spock's have 
very long side bumps. And I think his ears are also different. But yeah, those sideburns that are really ridiculous. It's very long and I don't think falcons wear them that long. You know, it's really weird. So, Oho is going to get on her first away missions. And before they go, um, first of all, Pike is saying something about the Masters of Kirk. And of course, we know, they know each other for a long time, but yeah, Kirk is telling Pike, maybe it's something for you too, but I'd rather not, <laughs> to be honest. I like Pike without the beard and the mustache and just shaving clean. Well, a little bit. It's always nice, but okay. Um, then they are suiting up and then that is Samuel Kirk, science officer, of course. Spock, Ahura and La'an. And La'an's very bitchy in this episode. I don't know why, but like I said before, I don't like her. Really. So, Nurse Chappell gives them a hyperspray and Chappell's chit-chatting with everyone. She's even flirting a little bit with Spock, what is very sweet and in one way, um, I don't know if it there is their friendship like that. But, yeah, it's nice to see Spock developing and coping with his human feelings. And, well, they transporting onto the comet, but it's very, I think, Big because I think in that timeline the transporter wasn't uh, that often used because it's still a new technology. So you see, Hora as well um, being a little bit f afraid of it. But okay, it's good. So they're now on the comet and they find this chamber, cave. And they investigate and of course Laon is taking the lead. They do some scans and you know those EV suits almost are like the EV suits from Michael Burnham. And People who play Stone know also what I'm talking about because we have this EV suit in the game. 
Kirk is encouraging Ohora to have an open mind and just explore. And he touched the egg and he got like a... He hit by a like a energy boost. So he flew backwards and he was injured without knowing or well without knowing um i think it was una who discovered that the comet had a shield now so they can't beam out the away team and ohora would be the key, uh, the key f to escape because she was the language person who can figure this out. So they were searching and searching, and little by little, they got information. How? Um, well, at first they didn't because. They had no idea what they were looking for. And they uh, stabilized Kirk in the first place. And Pike had a plan to shatter the force field of the comet and well that wasn't a good idea meanwhile Uhura and Spock were talking and Uhura makes a comment about him and Nurse Chapel she thought they were lovers and it wasn't in this case, and you know, it's um, you could definitely see that Ohora was under a lot of pressure to find a way out. Then the Enterprise have been attacked by the Shepherds, and you know, they remind me the Shepherds remind me a little bit of between like Elachis and uh, what was that one? Something else. But they are familiar. Also from the um, from Enterprise, the uh, um, the ones who are living in the ocean. Can't remember the name now, but okay. And Shepherds were a little angry that the Enterprise was disturbing something holy. And they said we need that they needed to be confident that the comet will bring life. And so there's a, a conversation between the captains and the shepherds are having the advantage of more involved technology. And the whole Enterprise bridge crew 
was thinking, yeah, oh, holy damn, we need to get the away team of the Comet. So they, we are now back again on the Comet. And Laan is pressuring more on Ahura to get them out of there. And you could see Ahura wasn't uh, comfortable with that. So she started humming. And Spock was giving her his pack talk, what was very funny. Ahura started humming and the cave was reacting on it and Spock was saying that. The Enterprise got a single and it was the same African song that Ahura was humming. So that's why the Enterprise knew, okay, it, they are okay and uh, there was a message. And um, so... Ahura asked them, okay, follow me and let's see if there is more to react on. And she knew the egg and the cave and the comet was um, reacting on music. And I must say, Laan was very cynical of a negative of, yeah, don't look at me, I want to get out of here, your job. So, it was Spock's turn to sing with Ahura. It was very lovely. I must say, Ahura has a very beautiful singing voice. And after this, I was watching the uh, Reading Room. And there was also a little uh, moment with an interview with Ethan Peck about the singing peace and he was saying well and i can't believe that because he is so well known and oh he has been taught like that but i got the expression that he never been taught to sing what is what i think weird with a grandpa of him as in Gregory Peck. But he told, and that's what I really liked, I didn't know that of him. Uh, Eden Peck plays the cello. So he sang without the knowledge that he could sing. And it was a little bit false, but um, I do f still like it. And I think Ahura has a really beautiful African song. I mean, singing voice. So when Spock and Ahura sings like in a canon, the whole cave lights up and the egg opens. Um, Spock was scanning the cave again and they got other results etc 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 and there was another little interview about the redesigning of the phasers the tricorder and the hyperspray and that was very interesting and it still look as in the TOS series but it's still modern for strange new world in a way 
So they could more, they could have more futuristic outlook. Ohora is started to sing more, and the force field around the comet disappeared. And when the Enterprise noticed that, they beamed the awaiting right away. And so Kirk went to the sick bay immediately, and the others had to come to the bridge right away. And, um, but they still have that problem too, um, that the comet is still going in course with that planet. So all those people will die. After that, Spock mentioned, well, why don't we move the comet? The comet will move out of itself. And so that was the point that Pike said, okay, Ortega, you always brag that you are the best pilot of the whole damn academy and maybe in the whole galaxy. So fly like hell and get us in front of the comet. And when she started with, oh, go for evasive maneuver, Ortega, blah, blah, blah. And you saw Spock of uh, Spock, Pike, looking at her and thinking, Wow, okay. Okay. Good idea. And then she makes those flying patterns that I was thinking. And it was really my partner, Simon, who was saying it. How the hell can she fly the Enterprise like that? Because the Enterprise is a big ship. And it wouldn't be that movable. And when they are, uh, well, the shepherds followed them in the asteroid field, etc. The shepherds were healing them and Pike was letting them awake, which was a little bit cool. But he wanted them to be in a, a certain place. And... Uh, after that, he shut every power of the Enterprise off, expect for the life support. And then he healed the Shepherd and was saying, well, this and that. And um, it's also because we are damaged and can you help us, etc., etc. So the Shepherd pull them out with a tractor beam and that was the point that Spock was going to do his thing and I think they also a little bit changed the shuttle pod it's not like the shuttle pod in TOS oh but it is almost and it was really nice to see that. So Spock was flying between, well, around the comet and with some kind of a heat sensors, he 
uh, was broken, breaking, it will break off a piece of the comet. So, um, it will not harm the planet. And the shepherds were saying, you have to be, have faith that the comet or Mahadit, as they call it, will bring life on the planet. Don't be that, have a conclusion right away. That was all and Spock was flying damn good, it was dangerous and when everything was settled down, uh, I think it was Ura, Una who asked, where the hell is Spock? Because they couldn't find him on the radar, uh, on the sensors or whatever. And then they heard Spock laugh. And I think this will be, um, I don't want to say few of the moment he will laugh, but um i think this is spock coping with the human feelings that he has and uh so pike asked him are you all right what's wrong why are you laughing and then spock reminds him well sometimes when something is very gonna very bad you just have to laugh what makes the whole crew laugh again but okay when spock is uh, back at the Enterprise, Ahura find out how they could communicate with the comet. So she called Spock, Pike and Una and Laan to the ready room and she started to tell them what was going on. Then she told them, well, the, I think the comet has pre-knowledge of what's going to happen. And she showed the rock, she showed the, how that rock brushed on to the planet's atmosphere. And instead of getting into the atmosphere, the ice melted in the atmosphere so it bring, brought rain and that will be good for the agriculture art and other things so more like farming and etc although i did like like those aliens from the planet they were very special i think and so Shepherd told Pike, well, next time, don't be so hasty with your conduct. So Pike made a new friend in a way, but also uh, it was a lesson for him. And we see Spock and Ahura uh, in the corridor. And once again, Spock was telling her, don't be so sure that you aren't good enough for 
Starfleet because or the Federation of Planet because you speak so much language and you have the ability to learn alien languages and you are a great asset for the Federation of Planets. So keep it up. She thanks him and then you see Pike and Una talking again about Pike's future. Now once again Una was determined to tell him and let him know what if you can save those children and what if the future you saw in the time crystal is just one of the futures. It doesn't have to be your future. And that was also the moment that I think Christopher Pike told himself and decided that he wanted to live. Wanted to live the most out of his life and live the life he wanted. When Una was away, Pike asked the computer about all the information he got of the kids of the accident. And that was the accident with him being having burn injuries. And I don't know how you can say this, but I just hope that and I don't know, I really there was some there were some hints in Discovery in the second season when uh Una and Pike came on the uh Discovery. There were a little bit of hints already that maybe they have got a romance. And I must say, I see them together. I can't... It's like Jerry and Chakotay. They were also good together. They they belong to each other. So uh, I think there will be a Una Pike front who said, yep, romance. But okay. Um. Yeah. I really like this this episode, and like I said in the beginning, it brings you back to the old TOS series and episodes, and I'm really looking forward what um, is coming next. So I will rate this episode if about I think a nine. It was a very good one, and uh, who knows what's going to happen in the next one, and uh, we still got eight to go, so yeah. So tell me guys what you think of it, and I really want to love to hear what you guys think of this episode. Let me know in the comment of uh, on the YouTube channel or on the Facebook group. Dear listeners, Thank you for listening and join me next week for a new recap of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. This was an extra episode of Horrenda Talks in the Star Trek series and this because my love for Star Trek. If you'd like to comment or talk with me about the episodes, you can reach out on the Facebook group or the YouTube channel of Horrenda Talks. You also can subscribe on the YouTube channel and join the Facebook group. See you next week!